Today is Missions Weekend 2023, and being the missions pastor, I will share with you, in my perspective, what is God saying to us at this season and time of our nation, of our church, so that every one of us take it to heart and not only hear the word of God, but also obey. So I entitled my message, Work While It Is Still Day. This is not my words, but actually the words of Jesus. In John chapter 9, verse 4, when Jesus says, now you read it. Okay? We read it. Is it okay with you? Okay, let's read it together and hear ourselves say and repeat what Jesus himself says. I'm going to stand here. Are you ready? Read out loud, up and down, front and back. One, two, three. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. One more time. All right. One, two, three. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. In other words, there is a time frame. Night and day. So Jesus says when there is daylight, we work. Because a time is coming when darkness will come. And even if you want to work, it's too late. There is a time frame. In the light of what is happening in the world today, as I speak, there are two wars happening at the same time. In the context of the uncertainty and the turmoil in the world, and both of these wars has not aside yet, has not ended yet. We don't know what the implications and the repercussions would be. The financial, the geopolitical landscape or the Middle East and Europe would be changed. So we don't know yet the aftermath of these wars. But certainly, these are uncertain days. And I sense in my spirit, God is saying to you, to me, to SIBKL, to the nation of Malaysia, to all the body of Christ in this country, it is still day. So while it is still day, we work. So before I want to share with you what God has laid down on my heart to share with you, um, I want to share this with you that SIBKL believes in mission. So we have four missionaries at the moment in the field and uh, blank there is Pastor Philip Poe. All right, he's going to complete his, his assignment to Tibet by the end of the year and he's going to move elsewhere. But he's still, at the moment as I speak, we are still supporting him. So we have Poe Siu Yun, a missionary to the US. Do you know that Europe and US needs missionaries? Once upon a time, they send missionaries to us. But now, it's our turn now 
to send back missionaries to them, as we are so blessed to send a Malaysian missionary to the US. There's Rachel, she is a missionary in Africa, and then Emmeline, who is Pastor Sam Kyung's daughter, who is a missionary in Taiwan. Come on, let's give God a clap offering for all our missionaries. I want to thank you for your tithes and offerings because through your tithes and offerings, we support them. We also have missionary, mission in our doorstep. So, no need to go so far nowadays. So, in our mission, we have ETOP. Many few of you don't know what ETOP is. All right, never mind. Let me go to the left. OA ministry, you all know. All right, we support uh, mission, uh, evangelists and pastors among the Orang Asal missionaries in Semananjong. We have Filipino Fellowship. We have IMF. You know, uh, IMF is not International Monetary Fund. Uh. It, is a, it is the Indonesian Made Fellowship. Many of you don't know what ETOP is. ETOP is our ministry to the Japanese community in Klang Valley because many of them are here on a Malaysian second home and they want to learn England. Uh. They want to learn English. So we, we teach them English using the Bible. So many of them accept the Lord through this. Isn't it amazing? So it's win-win. So come and give the Lord a clap offering for our ETOP people. All right. And uh, next year, we're going to send a missionary to Japan. All right. So next year, they'll be, uh, we're going to send a missionary already. We are uh, uh, grooming her up to do that. And she speaks perfect Japanese. We also have our Myanmar mission and, and orphanages, all right, we use the support and support 20 over orphanages in Myanmar, but now many of them have grown and become pastors, so we support now, instead of orphanages now, slowly, many of them have been to Bible school, we are planting churches now in Myanmar. Philippines ministry, okay, and many of the trinkets you see outside are done by them, all right, so go and get some of them. And online tuition is uh, every Saturday in SMCC downstairs, we have an online tuition to teach, all right, the students in Pulabongi, which is right at the northern tip of Sabah, English and maths. So outside, there is a, 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 a booth. They need volunteer teachers. They need help. So you can speak England and your maths is not too bad. Nah? Please volunteer, all right? And in fact, I was told that three of the students of Pula Bongi are here at the moment. I don't know where you're sitting, but three of them, huh? Yeah, they're back, right? Of course, if I ask you to stand, I can't see you because you're too... Are you somewhere? Are you here? Huh? But probably... I... Oh, where? Wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, praise God. There, 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 there. Three of them are at the back. Thank you so much for being here. And they are the beneficiaries of, of our tuition. And many of them have gone up to, 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 to do SPM and tertiary institute. Isn't it amazing? To online now, we can improve and the, the standard of education. It's a, it's, a, it's a privilege. So those of you who, who can spare some time on a Saturday, just an hour or two, to teach these students online, please volunteer to the booth outside. Okay, We need, we need help. On top of that, we also support 16 missionary organizations from this church. Again, thank you so much indeed for your tithes and offerings. You know, at this time has come, let's give God a clap offering. You know, you know, at this time and season, many of these people, 
uh, uh, churches withdraw their, their support from them because times are hard. Huh? But for us, no, we don't withdraw. We tamba, we increase. We help them. Do you think so? Because parachurch organizations like InterSurf, uh, 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 Malaysian Care Weekly, World Outreach, Go Forth Asia, they are very, very important. So we have to support them. So this church supports 16 parachurch organizations every month. But those of you who follow me long enough in this church will know that our call, our mandate, our focus is still to strengthen the native church of East Malaysia, Sabah, Sarawak, and Samananjong. Why? Because therein lies the future of Christianity in this country. The 6 point something percent out of the 9.6% Christians in this nation lies in the East. And they are important. I must be careful what I say. They are very important. We must strengthen them and not allow anyone to weaken them. Understand? So this is our call. This is a special mandate that God has placed upon SIBKL. At one stage, I was very upset when other churches don't see the vision. You know, I was so frustrated. I've been to conferences, you know, in, up in uh, uh, Penang and then in Malacca, in JB, sharing with them this vision of how important it is for us to strengthen the, 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 the native church in Sabah, Sarawak, and, 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 and they all stand. They give me a standing ovation. And after that, Eli. I come out of it. What for? Why I spend so much time doing this? Huh? And the Lord said, Son, don't be upset. I look down from heaven. I look for the church to help me push the forces of darkness away from our land. And I found SIBKL. So I now, I, I'm not upset anymore. In fact, I rejoice because I count it a privilege. So I'm going to focus the rest of what I share with you because obviously I cannot share everything now because it is a good 15 to 20 years of work to focus on the native church of Sabah and Sarawak. So I'm going to give you an update of what has happened this year in this year's mission weekend and then I'm going to tell you and share with you what we need to do to move forward. Updates. So the last two months, September onwards, and even before that has been very busy. So while we have events like that, you must remember know, to know that the preparation months before that is also intense. So when we had this pastor's conference in Kuching on the 5th to the 7th of September this year, where we hosted, funded, the, one of the biggest Bahasa Malaysia 
pastors' conference ever, over a, around a thousand pastors from Sabah, Sarawak, Semananjung, and Brunei, and Kalimantan, and Indonesia came together. It was an awesome time. And now the pastors have all gone back home to the garage, Masing Masing, charged with the Urapan Baru, which is the new anointing. For what? Huh? So we have to Toroskan. We now we have to move forwards, which I'm going to tell you in a short while, what will happen. Events come, events go. What is more important is what happens after the event. At the same time, as the pastor's conference in the daytime, on the two nights in the Jubilee Padang in Kuching, we held a mega rally. All in all, up to 50,000 people came. And it was wet. It was rainy. And I want to applaud those of you who went from SIBKL. You were soaked you carried the planks to put onto the muddy field and you served the people. Now, how, how many of you were there in Kuching? Can, you, can I raise your hand? Up in the balcony too. Thank you. I commend you. We went there to serve. And we served. Because we love and we saw the vision that we must strengthen the women to serve them. And so, this is what happened. At the same time, on 7th of 8th. And I want to believe that as we did this, something shifted in the spiritual realm. Something shifted in the spiritual realm. More so, just about a month later, we had what we call a tribal gathering in Miri, where a few thousand people gathered together from all tribes and about 600 or more of SIBKL flew over there. How many of you were in Miri? Wow, isn't it amazing? Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time to be there. Again, we served. We blessed them. We blessed them. Two events in this tribal gathering and all the tribes of Sarawak came together stood out for me. First one is the reconciliation of the tribes of Sarawak. You know, this is something that we have done many times. I have done it many times. I've even washed the feet of one, the ex-president of SIB Sabah in Cebu. When they asked somebody from West Malaysia to repent and ask the natives to forgive us, I volunteered. I washed the feet of the president of SIB Sabah on your behalf to repent. But what happened here is not for sure. Because I know. I know the pastors. Pastor Graman, Pastor Garawat, Pastor Agong, Arani, Andy Arani. They're from different tribes. I know there were differences. I know there were offences. I know there were deep hurts. For them to come up to do this is not to make a show of it. And, and those of you who went will sense the authenticity of the event. Don't you think so? They really wept. They asked each other to forgive the Ibans. That's Pastor Graman. Again, 
I feel something shifted in the heavenly realms. But the other event that to me was a highlight was the reconciliation of the West Malaysian churches that Pastor Philip Lin and I represented. So I represented you. All the non-native churches of West Malaysia to ask the native churches to forgive us. Why? Because we look down on them. Many West Malaysians go over there, grab their land, exploit them, patronize them. And I remembered very clearly Pastor Robinson, the senior pastor of SIB Canada Hill, before this event gave a very impassioned plea and said, you know, you guys help me. I appreciate that. But when you help us, you are arrogant. You think we need your help, but we are poor. You patronize us. You condescendingly help us, and so on and so forth and so forth. And after this, I represented you. Say, forgive us. You know, there's a sense of arrogance or no, when we think that we can, we are, we are rich, we are bad, we help you. Don't do that. So when we did this, what really comforted me was after this, immediately after this, Pastor Garawat, the one in the centre there with the green T-shirt from the Kalabit tribe, said publicly, he was so touched by it, he says, from now onwards, I do not see you guys Pastor Chu and Pastor Philip and all of you from West Malaysia as my financial supporter. I see you as family. Family! You know what it means? It means to say that family help family, ma. So when we help them, they are now literally our brothers and our sisters and not because we help you because... etc. No. And it even... Give me a new name. They give me a Kalabit name. Family, ma. But I'm very happy with chewing chi. <laughs> but they call me Makat Bala, Makat Ulun, which means a brave warrior and a bold preacher, which I am. <laughs> but it's an honour. I receive it. Why? Because now, representing you all, we are family. We are, you agree with me? Let's give God a call a clap of fingers. You agree with you? So I want to believe that whatever happened the last two months shifted something in the spiritual realm. Now, I want to believe that we need to move forwards and take off from now onwards under an open heaven. So what do we do? Moving forwards. Two strategies. Hear me well. Hear me very well. I said events come, events go. What happens after the event is more important than the event by itself. So moving forwards now, after all the emotions and hype and everything that is done in Kuching and in Miri, the Lord said, do only two things. Very 
No rocket science. Number one. Strategy one. Strengthen prayer. Strengthen prayer. So everybody say strengthen prayer. One more time. Strengthen prayer. Why? Because one of the speakers at the pastor's conference in Kuching, where a thousand one of us met together, was Pastor John Melinde from Uganda. He is a spiritual giant that was responsible to change the spiritual landscape over Uganda. Under Idi Amin's time, and if you don't know who Idi Amin is before your time, those of us old enough will know who Idi Amin is. He's one of the most evil presidents ever, including being a cannibal, among other things. And after that came another president when he was deposed. They thought that somebody who was... No, this successor was even worse than Idi Amin. Worse. Until... And then after that came AIDS. AIDS swept the whole of Uganda. Almost half of the population of Uganda was struck with AIDS. People were dying on the streets. And after that came the child soldiers. I don't know what's the name of that guy. Hmm? Joseph Corney, right? I don't know whether you remember all this. One thing after another thing. Which nation will do that? Why? Because darkness came. And John Molinde said the reason why the whole nation was engulfed in darkness because they did not pray and did not work while it was day. And it's the same. In Malaysia, if we do not pray, darkness will overtake us. And don't complain, huh? Don't complain, huh? Because evil triumphs when good men do nothing. We mouth it, the slogan. But it is true in the spiritual sense. So as we begin to pray, what happens? When we work, we work. But when we pray, who works? God works, absolutely. So how do we do that? We don't want to reinvent the wheel. We go through the vehicle called the Malaysian United Firewall MUFW. The Malaysian United Firewall is a prayer shield that was formed during the pandemic and Pastor Lee Chu, my better half, spearheaded this. And today, this prayer shield has covered the whole of Malaysia from Perlis to JB, from Selangor to Sabah, Sarawak. The whole nation is covered by a prayer shield. Why? Because they have managed to train hundreds of intercessors from every state in Malaysia to cover the nation in prayer. Now, is that important or not? It's like the, the Iron Dome. Is it the Iron Dome of, of Israel? When they shoot rockets, the Iron Dome is spiritual. So through the Malaysian United Firewall moving forwards, we are going to use the intercessors and the core team and the trained people to train others in East Malaysia where they are. So moving forwards, we're going to hold trainings in prayer altars to train more. The pastors, they've gone back now, bring them out again, not to coaching 1,000 people, no, in smaller groups. Train them, send them back to the kampongs so that they train more. You know what I'm saying? Replication. 
reproduction. Train more. Train more. So they know how to pray, what is prayer, all that, all that, because they don't know. Man. So we train. It's very important. So strategy one, strengthen prayer. Everybody say strengthen prayer. Strategy two, spearhead evangelism. It goes in tandem. It has to go in tandem. Evangelism is very important because the ultimate aim of revival is still the salvation of souls. Yeah? We can pray, we repent, we reconcile, we ask for restoration, pray some more, fast some more. For what? Huh? What is the end point? Tujuan akhir kebangkitan rohani ialah penuaian jiwa. The end point of revival is the salvation of souls. Has to be. Jesus says, the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. The last command of Jesus is go into all the world. Preach the gospel. So His last command must be our first concern. We have to do that. It has to go in tandem. As we pray, we capture the spiritual atmosphere before we send in the ground troops. As Rahan Bonke says, to plunder hell and populate heaven. To release spiritual hostages. We have to do that. Strategy two. While we build strong prayer altars across the whole of East Malaysia, we go in to evangelize. And I picked this up in Miri. Revival is never for the sake of revival per se. Revival is always unto the harvest. Agree or not? Come read this with me. Can you read this with me? Are you ready to read this with me? All right. One, two, three. Revival is always unto the harvest. One more time. One, two, three. Revival is always unto the harvest. That is true. The end point of revival, the Golombang Yang Ketiga that we are anticipating in Malaysia, the third wave, is because the first wave in 1973, at the Baru revival, thousands were saved. Churches were planted. SIB grew. Ten years later, in the Bakalalan revival, 1983, to supplement and to complement and to, and, to, and to increase, the second wave came. Churches grew. Thousands were saved. But 40 years later, nothing happened. And I want to believe, and you want to believe together with me, after what has happened in Kuching, after what has happened in Miri, something has shifted in the spiritual realm. And I will share with you in a short while, there are signs of it that's already happening as I speak. That's why we have to work while it is day in Malaysia. And I want you to understand with me, engage with me. 
Don't just hear. Resonate with me. So that we are not the only hearers, but doers of the word. So revival is always unto the harvest. So what do we do? Three things. Three strategies. Before I go into the detail. Number one, as I said, moving forwards from 2024 and beyond in the next two to three years until revival comes again in the Golombang Yangkatiga is number one, train more prayer intercessors. Number two, send more evangelists because the field is ripe unto harvest. We work while it is day, correct or not? And not only that, as the evangelists go in into the interior kampongs where you and I cannot go, many of them have to go in for miles through the river and the roads. Hours. We can't go. But they can. So we send them. And as they reach out to the villagers, prayerfully, hopefully, church plants. But evangelists are not pastors. We need to disciple them. Agree or not? Or else we convert, convert, convert. At the end of the day, nothing. So we need to plant more churches. How? Send more pastors. Third strategy. Intercessors, evangelists, pastors. Now how do we put that into practical terms? Follow me. For Sarawak, we will focus on two tribes the Ibans and the Penans. The Ibans. This is not new for us at SIBKL. For the past 15 years or more, the Lord spoke to us way back, many years ago, to invest on the Ibans, which is the biggest unrich people group in Sarawak. They are the largest ethnic group. Most of them are pagans. So it is a matter of who reached there first. Lo? Either we or them. Lo? And most of them are in the Rejang Basin. They are fierce warriors. They are the really original headhunters. But when they are on fire for God, they are warriors for God. And God said, reach out. And so over the past 15 years or thereabouts, we have invested big time. You know, all of you would have a copy of this bulletin. Those of you who don't have, I was told you can raise your hands to get a copy of it. All right? Those of you on the balcony as well. A lot of what I said is printed here so you can go back and read it and not forget what I say, huh? Those who you don't have, raise your hands and the ushers will give it to you. In our last newsletter, I focus a lot on the Ibans. Obviously, I can't share with you. But let me say that our work among the Ibans have gaining traction. A lot of results. Thousands are saved. Thousands of longhouses are rich for the gospel of Jesus Christ because they move in. 
evangelize and burning of charms. Charms are burned. People are baptized in a river. We will continue to, 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 to work among the Ibans because they are the biggest unreached people group in Sarawak. Do you know that Sarawak is the only state in Malaysia which has got over 50% Christians? You agree or not? 2020, come on, let's keep our offering, right? 2020 census in Malaysia. And we have to keep it that way. We have to keep it that way. So we need to strengthen the Ibans. And this is what I want to share with you. Which, this part I don't like. I dislike what I share with you in the short while. Because it, I don't like it. But I have to do it. So I asked Pastor Datuk Janang. He's a pastor as well. The head of the Iban ministry. What do you need, Pastor? He says, Pastor, at the moment now, I want to thank SIBKL for supporting 69 evangelists as I speak. But next year, I've got 10 more evangelists waiting on the sideline, wanting to go. And Pastor, I want to train nine more. Can you support 88? I say, it's Janang. We'll do it. And after saying this, I say, goodness me, what have I done? I cannot do this alone. I got faith. But I need help. All it needs is 913,000 ringgit per year to support 88 evangelists. It works out to be 853 ringgit per month. We have so many cells here. One cell support one evangelist a month. Is that difficult? Why the penance? This is something so exciting and so new. During the time of our pastor's conference in Kuching, Three presidents were there. The BEM president, Sarawang, SIB, Sabah president, SIB, Samanajung president. So I met up with Pastor Bina Agong, the president of BEM Sarawang. And I said, hey, Pastor, how come you're alone? He said, no. My secretary, Pastor Stanley Seagar, my vice president, Pastor Henry Bardin, at the moment, at the first day of the pastor's conference, is now visiting a kampong called Long Kuvuk, a Penan kampong, where the Holy Spirit just fell. True, huh? yeah. So the next day, when they came back and report to the president, I was there. Elder SK was there. And we heard firsthand what is happening among the Penans in Kampong Kuvuk. And they reported this in the BEM newsletter because this already was taking place before. Things were happening even before we met. But 
This is on the 27th of September. The BM, the Pascal was on the beginning of September, right? So this is the report. He says this. As they, this is the pronounce in Kampong Kervo, continue to spend time praying, many of the people in Long Kervo who has backslided, repented, including the people who were involved in social ill, such as smoking, drinking, and drugs, repented, and their life changed completely. We were even hearing testimony of land disputes between village people was resolved. Disputes between family members, husband and wife was resolved. We were hearing testimonies of some who were convicted to surrender their charms to be burned and destroyed in Jesus' name. Supernatural healings and miracles are taking place. Come on, let's give God a good clap offering. This is what is happening among the Penans. You know, the story was told that even as the Holy Spirit fall upon the Penans, we are talking about just about a month or so ago, you know, at the time when all these things were happening in East Malaysia, God affirmed and confirmed and poured His Holy Spirit upon them. The Purnans are nomadic people. They are the poorest of the poor. They are least educated. They are most despised by everybody else. But it's typical of God to use the weak to confound the wise. It's God. Give them back the self-esteem. This is the work of God. And I was told... You know, when I saw this, I said, true or not? You know, I'm very skeptical as well, like you. Some of you are true or not. Lah. And so during the Miri conference, Pastor Stanley Segar, the one in blue shirt, the secretary of BEM Sarawak, brought this pastor, young pastor called Pastor Jebel Ating. He is the pastor of Longkuvok. He is the pastor that is monitoring the revival in Longkuvok to come to Miri, you know, why? Especially to see me. To tell me firsthand, Pastor, he said, you may not believe it, as if he read my mind. I wonder you hear from Pastor Jabril, and I heard from Pastor Jabril say, Pastor, it is true. It is true. The Holy Spirit is falling upon my people. And I come up specially to tell you, because he is going back now after that night to go back to Longkuvok where he's needed. It is true. And as they began to cleanse their village of all the charms because God convicted them, he was saying that, you know, sometimes these people in the village, they surrender the charms and it's got somewhere in the cupboard. But the, the pastor said, no, 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 it's somebody in the cupboard. Oh yeah, oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Or something in the pocket, no. They keep it in the pocket one. So all the charms are taken off. And as the Spirit convicted them to cleanse more and more the village. Why? Because only when the village is cleansed, can God work more and more. Don't you think so? Nothing is hidden, you see. When the Holy Spirit, where I shared earlier, you allow the Holy Spirit to search your heart. Don't, don't be stupid. Don't be, don't be pretentious. If there is something in our heart hiding from God, God will never bless one. Huh? The same. So they wanted now to cleanse the village of charms which were buried by the forefathers, you know. But you don't know where the charm was buried, right? The forefathers, ma. And so they decided that they will walk, do a prayer walk around Longkuvo in a circumference of one kilometer. And as they walked, they prayed. And as they prayed, the Holy Spirit stopped. They stopped, they dig. The charm is there. 
As they walk, stop, they stop, the charm is there. And he cleansed the entire village of even the ancestry and the idolatry of the forefathers. This is the work of God. I'm going to show you a video that lasts about two minutes. First hand, you see what's actually happening in Longkuvo. Just two minutes. Night and day, day and night, when the Holy Spirit falls, this is what happens. Let's give God a clap offering. It's authentic, unpretentious. They're simple people. And God loves simple people. They are poor, but their eyes of God, they are rich. But they are weak. We have to help them. Day and night, night and day, they go to the prayer mountain to pray. This is revival. Repent. Pray. And I don't know what's going to happen more, but I want to believe that the Holy Spirit will pour down. Even as I speak, the latest news last week is that the, the revival has now spread to Long Nan, the next Bernan village next to Long Kuvok. And then a few days ago, the Holy Spirit has fallen in another Penan village in Long Lidam, down south, what has happened is that Long Kervok and Long Nan is up in the Baram River. Long Lidam is down south. And the Holy Spirit falls upon them and it tells me it's authentic and genuine. Why? Because it's not hype. Hours away, distance, and the same Holy Spirit falls upon the Penans. This is a work of God. Come on, let's give God a clap offering. So what do we do? Do nothing? No. No. And again, I don't like what I share with you, but I have to because we need help. I ask, Pastor Sigar, what do you need? 
He says, Pastor, at the moment now, we have 40 evangelists among the penance. Next year, we want to send in another 32 more. He said, okay, if you support 73 evangelists next year. And again, by faith, I say, yes. Hey, my salary, not that much on others. About all this, I tell you. Huh? I need help. I need help. So this is what we need. For one year, 2024, to support Samananjong is 40 evangelists in the Orang Asals. Altogether, 300 evangelists for 2.9 mil. Can we do it? So I want to challenge you, my friend. Talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. We have to move. You know, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, when the Philistines came and attacked, attacked David, what did David do? David did not wait for the Philistines to come and attack him. In verse 1, David got all the army, went to the Philistines' stronghold. And then the Lord said to him, when you hear the sound of the marching of the mulberry trees, when you hear the sound of the marching of the top of the mulberry trees, you move, David, you move, and you move quickly. And David did. Defeated the Philistines. And you know that the land they captured from the Nile right up to the north was the biggest ever almost close to the Abrahamic promise only time because David moved and moved quickly it's time to move it's time to move Those of you, you have this splash card and the envelope. Don't respond now. Go back home. Think about it. Pray about it. It's okay, man. It's okay, man. If God has moved you to help, you help. Totals use you to give. Understand what I'm saying? Huh? In other words, whatever you have, you don't, it's okay. Don't worry. God will supply. I told my wife, I'm very happy, you know, after the third service, I want to go back and crash. Because it's not my job uh, to find out whether we have enough or not. That's God's job. I just delivered the message. I'm very happy already. It's not my job. I will never lose one minute of sleep. Uh. I'm just a postman delivering a message from God. It's God's job, not mine. So I want to encourage you. Help. Help. If you are in a cell, go back. 
commit. You know, I like what Pastor Bill Wilson said. Your commitment must be stronger than your emotions. Emotions come, emotions go. You are now all hyped up because of what I share. And the moment you go out there, happy is ready. After your wonderful condo mean and after all your harm, you know, gone ready. Emotions come, emotions go. It is your commitment that must be stronger than your emotions. You go back. And whatever you result respond, you bring it next week or the week after. You put it in the box or something like that. Or you go online. You know what I'm saying? And let me close. I started with this verse and I will close with this verse. It is what Jesus says to our nation. To our nation. Read it with me one more time. It's okay with you as we close. What does Jesus say? Read out loud. One, two, three. As long as it is day, we must do the works of Him who sent me. Night is coming when no man can work. Night is coming. Not, not sure. Night is coming. Still day. We work. Bow your heads, man. Hallelujah, Jesus. So Father, in Jesus' name, Father God, I feel so relieved because I have delivered your message. It's up to you, Lord. Up to you now to work in the hearts of your people. It's up to you, Father God, even to do what you have to do because it is your kingdom. It is your name. Lord, it is in your heart, Lord to save souls because salvation, saving souls is never a lost cause. That's a tagline you gave to SIB and to the, to, the, to the missionaries many years ago when the missionaries were discouraged and you encouraged them, telling them that saving souls is never a lost cause. Saving souls is never a lost cause. And Father, we want to pray that if this is your will, so be it, that we will obey. We will obey and commit whatever it is, Father Lord, so that the, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that Lord, when light comes, darkness got to go. Never curse the darkness, just introduce the light. And we want to pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that we will be faithful, faithful to the very end and be true to the call and the calling that you place and the mandate that you place upon this church. That we will do whatever it is, O oh God, to please you, to honour you, so that your burden becomes our burden. Father, my prayer, my prayer is truly, Lord, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven upon our nation of Malaysia so that there is a future for our children. We bless you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much indeed for your love, your mercy, your grace. Thank you. In a short while, I'm going to sing this song. It's a revival song that that I that we sang in the closing stage of the about thousand pastors conference when I took the closing session. The pastors sang this song before they went back into the interior. And then in Mary, we sang this song in the stadium. It is a cry to God to send out His Holy Spirit once again. Send api, bri api, bri hujan. Spurti yang kau janjikan, berhempus roh kudus, bri kuasa urapanmu sekarang. Let's sing this as a prayer to God, even as we close. Let's all stand. Oh Tuhan, gerakan hati kami dengan apa yang gerakan hati Engkau beri kepada kami apakah di dalam hati Tuhan apa beban di dalam hati Tuhan apakah kerinduan apakah hendak di hati Tuhan supaya kami di sini boleh melakukan apakah yang menyenangi hati Tuhan whatever does it please you dan kami tahu apakah menyenangi Tuhan ialah ramai ribuan jiwa dapat diselamatkan kami percaya kalau Tuhan berpihak kami siapa akan melawan kami tidak, tidak di dalam Yesus Kristus kami yang lebih dari pemenang we are more than conquerors we are more than conquerors dan tidak apa-apa yang boleh memisahkan kami dari kasih Tuhan. Nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? Oh, Ramanda So Father, we want to pray that this is the Kairos moment for our country. You have spoken. And we want to pray that we can work together with you to advance the kingdom of God in our nation. Thank you for the privilege that we have. It's not our right. It's our privilege. Thank you. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the good Lord Turn His face towards every one of you and your loved ones wherever they are and always give you His shalom. In Jesus' precious name I pray. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Let's give God a good clap offering. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. God bless you all. Thank you so much for coming here.